Andino Andina. The story continues. We sat quietly for a while, drinking our tea. It's just... I thought we were beyond killing each other for profit or silencing competition. I guess I was wrong. Risha's voice trailed off. I mean, I know people have gone to war since times began, and of course there's always people doing stupid things in the name of love or lust. The Republic of the Andes has not been directly involved in any war for a very long time. The last skirmish was about 260 years ago. She looked at me, Antonio. We have borders and borderers. I don't know if that's an actual word. I'm just translating the Andean word. And of course, the guardias. But for the most part, people can just come and go. Some born here choose to leave, but not that many. And if they do, it's usually to pursue some sport, she said, looking uncomprehending. Others arrive, some because they have heard about our outlook and want to learn and check it out for themselves, some by happenstance. Sometimes they go back after a while, and a few settle down and stay. Our borders are peaceful, so much so that the surrounding areas have become peaceful too, almost as an extension of us in practice. They know we will not attack, that we are prosperous in our own way, but not rich in a material sense so they feel safe or at ease by the looks of it, and leave us to it. The peace radiates out, but the borders, if you can call them that when they're not reinforced, are not pushed or moved. I find that astonishing, and strangely reassuring, liberating. For as long as I can remember, forcing people to stay within certain borders just felt wrong. Do you know what I mean? Elsa nodded hesitantly. Every time I have to renew my passport, I get physically sick, I said. I know right now I have no choice but to force myself to do it, but it's a real internal struggle, and it's getting harder and harder to do. I try to refocus on gratitude, being thankful Mexico allows me, as a foreigner, to live there. I have no solution, no alternatives to suggest, but that does not stop something primal in my gut to howl in protest. I've never managed to bridge that. I have no handy answer. I just wished the rest of the world would take a leaf out of your book and stop moving in this direction, I said glumly. Especially Mexico, since that's where we live. Even though I can't see how that could be possible. Risha nodded. Yet? Yet, I agreed. If you don't want refugees, don't create conditions that forces people to flee. Mexico, as I understand it, on your timeline, has politically sort of put its eggs in more or less one basket, and as a country allowed itself to become dependent on tourism and export money, rather than support its own economy first and foremost. Would you say that's an accurate observation? I would, even if I'm not that up on politics, to be honest, Tonio agreed. That and corruption. Everyone knows about it, and works around it but it doesn't bode well for the future. That and the relentless peddling of fear to control people. Gosh, you don't want to see the newspapers. They're full of gruesome photos and stories. I can't even open one. I shuddered. Anything to reinforce that life is cheap and be afraid. Be very afraid. People in survival mood do not stop to think and consider. 
If all you've ever known is that you don't matter, that your voice will never be heard and your life means nothing, then you're easy to manipulate, Tonya said. As long as people squabble among themselves and are occupied with survival rather than uniting, it can continue. Business as usual. I think it's beginning to change, however. People have had enough of suffering, seeing how others live in luxury at their expense. Good, was all I could say. And it's really hard to say no to the powerful neighbor when flexing your integrity can mean huge losses of lives. Not necessarily through conflict, but loss of income quickly leads to starvation with such a stranglehold on the economy. But it reflects badly on how they wish to be perceived by those they wish to continue to deceive. It's one thing to live in the here and now, quite another to live for today, because who knows about tomorrow. Or not, Tonya said sadly. I reached out a hand to squeeze his. It's the feeling of continuity I feel is missing. There are a few thoughts of tomorrow, of responsibility, or perhaps I should say accountability, especially with regards to the way we treat the planet. It's too much take what you can and do it now, without a thought for the long-term consequences of your actions, I said. The same is happening globally, I'm sure, but it's really pronounced when the density of the population is so high and the anonymity with a workforce so mobile. As long as people fight among themselves and are too occupied with survival, there can be no united action taking place, disturbing the few who are leeching the country dry, Tonio said. Hmm, fear-driven from the top down then. I understand that some smaller countries have ceased to trade with the United States unless it is on equally beneficial terms, but for all that, they do not share borders, Risha commented. So I've heard, Tonya replied, but only through social media, never through any official channels. It must be tempting if you're greedy and can keep lining your own pockets, when the people so easily cooperate by gobbling it all up. But what if the economy suddenly implodes, and the infrastructure collapses, I wondered. I don't think they think like that, or that far. It's a balancing act keeping people sedated enough, too busy with the daily struggles to stop taking the blue pills and inform themselves. On top of that, I don't think those at the top, so to speak, view the rest of the population as people, just as disposable resources, Tonya said. But there is the new Yabasta, Enough is enough, so there is hope, if it finds traction and grows, but it's so slow, Tonya sighed. Like the disappearing of the bees or dying sea life, I said. Only then will it dawn on some that we can't eat money. My stomach dropped. I'm not sure I want to live through a revolution. For a moment I felt confused. I'm pretty sure I didn't sign up for that in this life, I said, feeling a bit weird. A change has to come from within, and up with this we will not put. Risha smiled slightly, the first real smile I'd seen since. Since the day Anna left with Felipe. My stomach churned and I blinked away a tear. It won't be easy, but then again, who said it would be? It's a choice, and the people are the only ones who can make that choice. Make it happen. It's a long-term good thing, and we're not very good with that sort of thinking on the whole. Common people are not taught to, Tonio said. Most just take what they can, 
because if they don't, someone else will, and try and sell it to make a buck, if they can. And there will, most likely, be losses, but then again, there's plenty now too, right? Let them eat cake, I said absent-mindedly to myself. I swear TVs are an ingenious way to keep the masses asleep, dumbing down, all part of some genial plan for global domination. Quite. This was Risha. You choose to wake up, to live from a mindful place, or not. That being said, it's not always obvious. There are many humans we incarnated simply to observe. I nodded slowly, and Dino had said pretty much the same thing. Keep going, Risha, I thought. Not only did she seem more alive than I had seen her since Anna died, I was curious to hear her views. Who knew what would ultimately inspire a positive change? Once again, as if she could really read my mind, Risha said, From a daily viewpoint, it may seem that they're just a flock of herd animals, automatons having the same old experience as countless times before, procreating and surviving, only this time around entertained by their TVs. In a sense, they are living a traditional life within an updated modern world. By being present, and many who live day by day or hand to mouth are, not asking for more, not expecting anything more than they've already got. As long as they have enough to feed and clothe their family, they are holding a solid vibration of, if not contentedness, at least not far off. By ignoring what goes on in the world and on a governmental level, swaying with what the media wants you to believe, in their minds they still have it better than their parents or previous generations did, and that is good enough progress to them. That stability is good for the planet and all the rest of you. They are not off on angry tangents, they are not out to change the world, they are just holding it steady so that the rest of you can do your thing. You chose your part to play, they chose theirs. In addition, there are many sensitive children and adults out there, beings who came in as system busters, here to reject the old and help by holding a new, different vibration to break up the old patterns. I wished I'd been exposed to someone as free-thinking and progressive as Risha when I was at school. Elsa must have been thinking along the same lines. You sound just like a teacher, she smiled. It's captivating, because it's so straightforward and yet so radically different from anything we're taught and are used to hearing, Tonio said. Refreshing, I agreed. That reminds me, I haven't seen any TVs here. Some do have them. Elsa said, looking at Risha, who picked up. They're just not that popular. There are more of them in the cities, mind you. Why is that, do you think? To be honest, I don't know, Elsa said. Re? I can think of several, but that would still be my guesses. What I can safely say is that they never really caught on here. I can't say I've missed it, but then we don't have one either. If we want to watch a film, we catch one online or go to the cinema for an evening out, Tonio said. That made me think of sushi and dinner out. Oh, the food here. You have no idea how much I will miss it when we are back home, I said wistfully. Yeah, it's going to be strange to go back to your cooking after being here, Tonio teased to lighten the mood. Watch yourself, or you may end up doing it instead. 
Then you can do the washing up. Not after the way you burn, sorry, caramelize, and use every pot and pan we own. I guess I'm stuck with the cooking. Grisha watched us bicker with a rueful smile, but I still caught the sadness in her eyes and knew instinctively what she was thinking. This is what Anna and Felipe never had the chance to experience. The relaxed ease of living with someone you love and respect and making a life together. The thought stung me too, and I felt a flash of anger at the unfairness of it all. Anna and Felipe had both tried to do the right thing by their families and culture before staking a claim on happiness for themselves. They were very much in love, so young and vibrant, and looking forward to carving out a life together. And here we were, Felipe still in hospital, and Anna's young life cut tragically short in a senseless accident. I took a couple of deep breaths. My thoughts strayed to something Lefay had said a long time ago. I'd been tormenting myself with the all-too-familiar guilt of having put my own happiness first to go and live with Tonio, then bring her, by then an elderly black cat, to live with us. If you love somebody, don't wait too long. Life is short and love is precious. At the time, it had mollified my personal feelings of guilt, if only momentarily. See what you get for putting everyone else first? My hurt self chimed in. There is no such thing as right or wrong, my more mature self soothed. Just choices we make that we then have to live with. Sometimes it's really difficult to keep the faith that everyone is following a life plan of their own making and that the soul agrees when, where and how the exit is going to take place. I was struggling to re-accept my own truth, that on some level this fatal accident had been their agreement all along, and a gift to all who knew them. On some level, Anna's soul had agreed upon this with the soul we knew as Felipe before incarnating, and with Risha, and who knows how many more, myself included. It was hard to accept that she had already accomplished all she had intended in this lifetime that from a higher perspective she had chosen not to have that rosy future all who loved her had envisaged for her and Felipe. More tea? I asked, and rose quickly, mostly to distract myself doing something other than any desire for another hot beverage. I put the kettle on without waiting for an answer. I didn't want anyone to see my tears. Sometimes I hated just how close to tears I could be at the drop of a hat when others seemed to manage just fine to keep their waterworks in check. Teresa, Anna had been the daughter she never had, and here I was, blubbering away again over a friend I'd only known for little over a month. A sister from another mother, came the whisper of my heart. Some things that truly matter cannot be defined or quantified in our time one being the bond that carries through one incarnation to another by those who have known and loved each other before and will, without a doubt, do so again one day, be it as sisters or lovers, friends or family. To encounter a member of my soul family only to lose them again so soon, even though you never really lose anyone, still pack the punch, damn it. It is all an illusion, right? my inner voice said in a caustic tone. 
aside and let it go. Temporary illusion or not, it still hurt. Get a grip, Jack, I told myself sternly as I took deep breaths to calm myself. That's okay, said the voice quietly. No reason to beat yourself up. To feel deeply is better than to spend a lifetime numb, is it not? Sometimes I'm not so sure, I muttered and reached for a paper napkin to blow my nose. Love is never wasted, dear Jacqueline. The soothing tone in Andina's voice took me by surprise. Up until now, he'd been mostly dry, if not outright sardonic. You've changed your tone, I commented mentally. Why? I'm learning about you, and I like what I observe, came the simple reply. Eh, uh, thanks, I think. But the unexpected connection had already been dropped. The water was boiling. I poured it over the tea leaves and took one more deep breath. Then another, and another. You can do this, I said to myself. Do it for Anna. She would have done it for you. I picked up the fresh pot with a tea towel and brought it to the humans I loved and cared deeply for, united for now in grief rather than joy. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales 2014 and 2021